ready to hear a story? This one's about a young girl that goes on an adventure. Follow the Wind by Joan Lennon. Petra was the proud owner of a magic pipe. At least, she thought it was magic. Though, if it was, it was keeping very quiet about it. She felt it was probably saving up. Petra lived in a forest and knew everything there was to know about trees. Every day, she would walk through the woods, checking that her trees were safe, listening to the wind in the branches and playing on her pipe. The trees needed the wind as much as they needed the sun or the rain, because it gave them a voice and let them speak to one another. Not being a tree, Petra didn't know what they were talking about, but she didn't mind. As long as she could hear them, she knew they were all right. Day or night, their voices rustled on. Then, one morning, something awful happened. When Petra woke up, she couldn't tell at first what was wrong. The sun was shining, her pipe was by hand, then she realised it was too quiet. There wasn't a whisper to be heard, not a single sound in all the trees. The wind was gone. She stood in the middle of the forest, listening as hard as she possibly could, but there was nothing to hear. The silence stretched for miles and miles, off into the north where the wind came from. Petra knew then that the trees were in danger. Without the wind, they would fall asleep and go on sleeping until one by one they would get stuck like that, forever. It was up to her to save them. Petra took a deep breath. I must go to the north, she said. I must go to the north and find the wind. As she set off on her journey, Petra thought to herself that this was a good time to own a magic pipe. On a quest, you need all the help you can get. So, on the first day, she blew into her pipe three times and said, Magic pipe, magic pipe, turn me into a silver fish. I will swim to the north with no trouble at all and find the wind hidden under a rock. But nothing happened. She had to walk. On the second day, she blew three times into her pipe and said, Magic pipe, magic pipe, turn me into a fast flying bird. I will fly to the north in the afternoon and find the wind hidden behind a cloud. But that didn't happen either. So she went on walking. On the third day, she tried once more. Three times she blew into her pipe, and then she cried, Magic pipe! Magic pipe! Turn me into a big brown horse who can run all day and never get tired. I will run and run until I reach the north, and there the wind will be. But it wasn't a magic pipe after all, and Petra went on walking, on and on, until she lost count of the days. She played on her pipe as she walked to keep herself company. But when she was too tired to play, there was only silence. It lay over the land like a fog, 
and even when the sun shone, Petra felt cold. North and north she went every day, until she'd gone further than she'd ever gone before. The trees got shorter and scruffier and further apart. The grass became thin and dry, and the rocks began to push themselves up out of the soil. And then, there were no trees at all. She was walking over ground covered with ice. There was nothing green for miles around, only white snow flashing in the sun or blue by moonlight. The north, said Petra in a small voice, but no one in the silence replied. She looked at her pipe, hard, thinking, Magic pipe, magic pipe, do something. But nothing happened. It really wasn't magic, this pipe of hers. Finally, Petra came to the edge of a deep ravine. There was a slippery path along one wall, and she followed it down, down, until she reached an enormous underground cavern of ice. Snow pillars lined the walls, and strange shapes faded away into the shadows. At the far end of the cavern rolled the northern sea, colder than ice, yet never frozen. The place would have seemed magnificent to Petra, if it was not for the silence. It filled the cavern until it was too hard to breathe. Petra pulled out her pipe and looked at it, but it was no use. She just stood there shivering in the cold, wondering what to do. Then suddenly, a voice at her elbow made her jump. It was a small grey seal. Excuse me, said the seal. But is that a magic pipe? The king would like to know. And with a nod of her nose, she pointed towards a huge shape amongst the shadows. At first, Petra thought it was just another mound of ice. But then the mound moved, and the cavern shook. That's the king, said the seal to Petra. He's very large, isn't he? He was enormous. He was a seal as big as a hill. And Petra almost ran away there and then. It was impossible to tell what something that big might do. But then she looked closer. The king's brown eyes were huge. But they weren't very frightening. He looked a bit puffy and unhealthy, really. And his face was more worried than fierce. My husband is the king because of his size, said the small seal. With us... Whoever is the biggest gets to rule. And believe me, they don't come bigger than him. How did he get so big? croaked Petra. He swallowed the wind, said the small seal in a matter-of-fact voice. When she saw Petra's look of horror, she seemed surprised. Well, nobody wanted it for anything, and he thought it would blow him up, so to speak till he was bigger than everybody. She looked at the king sadly. It worked all right. He wanted to frighten the others, just a little, you understand. To get his own way more. Now he's terrified everybody, and no one will come near him except me. He swallowed the wind, and he's been holding his breath ever since. If he breathes out, it's down to size for his majesty. He doesn't dare to open his mouth, even talk, just mumble, mumble, until I guess what he's on about. 
Heaven help us if he sneezes. The king looked worried, and the small seal shook her head. My dear, she said to Petra softly, I'm very afraid that the worst has happened, and he's got stuck like that. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't eat. It's not living what he's doing. Perhaps with that magic pipe, and she touched it with her soft nose. You could do something. Petra tried to explain that it wasn't a magic pipe at all, that it had no powers, but the small seal was not convinced. So Petra began to play. And as she played, she thought about her trees, miles upon miles of them, far away and trapped in an endless sleep. The pipe seemed to read her thoughts, and the cavern was filled with a song of sleep, deep and quiet sleep. Petra didn't realise what she was doing until the small seal gave her a nudge and whispered, That's the spirit. Keep it up. You're putting him to sleep for sure. And then there's no help for it, but he must start breathing again. And she was right. As Petra played, the king's huge head began to nod heavily in time to the music. His sad brown eyes blinked and blinked, slower and slower. With hardly a struggle, he fell at last into a quiet sleep and with a gentle snore, began to breathe. The cavern was filled with the sound of the wind blowing away the silence. In her mind's eye, Petra watched it blowing up out of the cleft of ice, over the miles of snow, over the bare rock and scrubland, on and on towards the forest of her own country. And as the wind blew, the huge seal in front of her deflated steadily like an air balloon. Each time the king breathed out, he got smaller and smaller. From the size of a hill came down to only the size of a house, then an elephant, and then finally he was the size of a proper seal once more. Isn't he lovely? whispered the queen. Isn't he grand? And won't he be cranky when he wakes up? She looked at Petra and laughed. He'll feel obliged to blunder a bit. I've been robbed, he'll say. Robbed in me sleep. But all the same, he'll be grateful to be saying anything. He'll be alive again. It's wonderful. And the small seal gazed at him with loving brown eyes. But then she remembered Petra. What will you do, though, now that you've deflated a king? From the look of you, you're not too well suited for this country. But how will you find your way back to your own? Will you use that magic pipe of yours to whistle you away? No, said Petra. It isn't that kind of pipe at all. It really isn't. But you needn't worry about me. I'll find my way home again, never fear. All I have to do is follow the wind. The End
If you like that story, please, as always, tell a friend and tell me by leaving a review on iTunes. Like these three wonderful people. This one from Nayef of the USA says, We just discovered this podcast and love it. The stories are the perfect length for my three-year-old, especially because she always wants just one more. Thank you so much for Annalise and her parents in Atlanta, Georgia. This next one from JB138. If your kids love stories, they will love these tales. Thank you so much. Great for the kids and parents. And this last one from Viviana C, also from the USA, says, My nine and six-year-old loves these. Thank you. You can also head over to bedtime.fm slash storytime slash subscribe to get these stories automatically delivered to your phone, tablet or PC. I'd like to once again thank my lovely patrons over on the Patreon page. If you'd like to become a patron, you could go to bedtime.fm slash storytime slash support and pledge a small amount that you think these stories are worth per month. Thank you.